Namaste and welcome to Kidacity, where kids share, learn, and have fun together. I'm your host Samad Chitta, and this is episode 23. Hola, España, and Shubha Deepavali. Indians across the world will be celebrating a very special festival this week, Deepavali or Diwali, the festival of lights. I love everything about this festival. The rangoli we put outside, our homes, decorating the house with marigold flowers and lights, eating lots and lots of traditional sweets. Yum! Diwali also marks the beginning of winter in the country. To everyone celebrating, Happy Diwali! Welcome to Discover Yoga. Yoga is an ancient Indian system which is the practice of bringing balance to our body, mind and soul. This week we will learn about the father of modern yoga, Sage Padanjali. Yogena chittasya padena vacham malam sharirasya cha vaidya kenam yopa karottam pravaram muninam padanjalim pranjali danatosmi the above verse means the one who removed impurities of the mind through yoga, of speech through grammar, and of body through medicine. O oh, Sage Padanjali, I bow to you. We all know that yoga was born in India. It is believed to be more than 5,000 years old. Although a lot of yoga-related beliefs, ideas, and practices existed, Sage Patanjali is the person who documented and presented these ideas in a systematic manner. The text is called Yoga Sutras and it is believed to have been written 1700 years ago. It contains 195 sutras or small verses or words of wisdom that describe the philosophy and practice of yoga. For example, to describe how yoga poses or asanas should be. Patanjali says Stiram Sukam Asanam, which means that a pose which is stable and comfortable is an asana. He is also considered to have written the text on grammar and medicine. Even today, most yoga teachers and school base their teachings on Patanjali's Yoga Sutras. In my research, I learned that yoga is not only about doing asanas or poses. It is all about the way of life. If we practice ahimsa or non-violence, satya or truth, astya or non-stealing, abhadigraha or non-holding, we can live a better life in a society. Similarly, if we practice shaucha or cleanliness, santosha or contentment, tapas or intense practice or swadhyaya or learning on our own, we can be better for ourselves. Next week, we will discuss the meaning of asanas or yoga poses according to Patanjali. It's now time for some good news. The United States has a new president-elect, Mr. Joe Biden. The new vice president, Ms. Kamala Harris, created history by becoming the first female leader to occupy this office. Congratulations and good luck for a successful tenure in the White House. Elephants are majestic and one of the most gentle animals. 
This week, the government of Kerala announced that the world's largest elephant care facility will be in the capital of Trivandrum. The center will be spread over 176 hectares and can accommodate 50 elephants. It will also have an elephant museum, veterinary hospital, a study and research center for animal lovers, a training center for mahouts or elephant tamers, and a special elephant viewing facility. We all know the word pandemic. But have you heard about plant demic? This is a kind of craze for gardening and many countries across the world are reporting an increase in plant demic during coronavirus related restrictions. Philippines reported this week that this craze has hit new levels in the country as plant prices have increased and people have started poaching from public parks and protected forests this has also come as great news for plant sellers who are seeing good business are you also going through a plant demic finally the indian premier league came to an end this week with mumbai indians taking the title for the fifth time in a row The finals were played between Delhi Capitals and Mumbai Indians. Jofra Archer of Rajasthan Royals was given the title of the most valuable player. That is all for this week's good news. Are you ready for your virtual vacation? Get your backpack, sunglasses, water bottle and say hello to one country and amazing things. The seventh country is one of my favorites, Espana or Spain. Spain is in the south of Europe. Its capital is Madrid. Its currency is Euro. And if you are a soccer fan, you know that Spain is the home of two most popular soccer teams. Drumroll please! Real Madrid and FC Barcelona! This week, I have a special guest all the way from Espana and also my Spanish teacher in school, Miss Ana. Hola, Miss Ana. Hola. Thank you. I'm I'm happy as well for being here. Can you tell us a little about yourself? Sure. Um so I come from Spain, from Madrid, the capital of the country. And I am teaching Spanish in India. At the moment, I have been for two years and a half in India now. Okay, Miss Anna. So, should we start off with the questions? Please go ahead. Okay. So, question number one is: Spanish is a beautiful language, and I love learning it. If someone new wants to learn Spanish, what is the best way to do it? I think the best way to learn any language is to live in a place where people talk it, but I know that that's maybe not easy for everyone in that sense I could say either go um to some classes with some teacher or uh watch some movies, listen to music that is in Spanish and that will help you to to learn the language. See, sí, Miss Ana, I agree and um also start doing it more often so i can learn spanish better awesome that's great question number 2 is what is the schooling system like in spain um we have 
public, private schools, and then we have a combination of private schools that receive public funding. I would say it's similar to India. We have primary, secondary, high school, an exam that we need to take to enter the university. Maybe the only difference is that public education system is quite good in Spain. So it's very frequent that people prefer to attend a public school uh, rather than a private one. So maybe that's the biggest difference. Besides that, they're, they're quite similar. Okay, Masana, I didn't know this about Spain. Thank you mm -hmm. for sharing this with us. Sure. The question number three is, soccer is a very popular sport in Spain, but why is it so popular? I think I actually don't know the answer to it. I don't find it that um, entertaining sometimes. But I think it's just because it's everywhere. You turn on the radio, the TV, you go to any restaurant, you're going to see a soccer match or a football match. Um, so in the end, you, you learn about it and you enjoy it. I will say that originally it became popular because it's quite cheap. It's very easy to play. You only need a balloon that you can, uh, or a football that you can even um, make with like reuse materials. So probably that was one of the reasons for its success. Yes, Miss Anna, and I'm, I also don't find football that entertaining. <laughs> so, I believe, yes, um, that football is also one of the most easiest sports to play. Yeah, yeah, compared with others, especially like golf or, I don't know, um, yes. rowing, those are more difficult sometimes. Yeah. Tell us about the food in Spain. Yeah, um, we have, it's different in, in other parts, from other parts of the world, for sure. We serve some similarities with Spanish-speaking countries um, and with other countries in the area, but definitely it's very unique. I recommend everyone to come to Spain and try the food. They are never going to regret that decision. There is also a wide variety within the country. The food is different. It changed from region to region. Um, so it's a lot of fun to travel around and try everything. See, Miss Anna, and um, in Granados, we had a unit about food and mm -hmm. we learned all about it. So the dishes that most people know are usually tortilla that is made with potatoes and eggs, um, sometimes onion, sometimes without onion. That's a big discussion in Spain. Also, a lot of people know about paella that is made of with rice and seafood. You can add vegetables, you can even add chicken. It's kind of like the Spanish version of biryani, but I have to say that it tastes better than biryani, sorry. <laughs> and then also very popular churros with hot chocolate. And maybe less popular than those could be croquetas. That is a bechamel made with milk that is fried, it's delicious, it's crunchy outside, soft inside. Um, very similar to this, but sweet version is fried milk, also very yummy. So those are a few dishes that are um, that we eat in Spain. See, Miss and I went to Spain and I tried the churros and chocolate, and it was amazing. Mm, right, and you can imagine we can have that for breakfast. That's the best way to start the day. <laughs> yeah. You are a Spanish citizen in India. How do you like it here? What are the similarities and differences? Well, I love being in India. I'm very thankful that I can be in the country. I think it's a great place to explore. It has so much 
cultural diversity, also the food that we were talking about. It's also amazing in India. So I like it very much. Um, the only thing maybe that it's more complicated is that there are a lot of differences. So sometimes you need a bit of time to adjust to the country and the way people live here and behave here. The um, Talking about similarities and differences, I think the biggest similarity is um, the way people are. The community is very important in both countries, like family and the group of friends. We are um, in both places, um, people are very welcoming and they like to socialize and be with others. And a part, an important part of that is the food. Like we all love um, meeting around a table. I think that's, that's the same in both places. Um, besides that, I will say everything else is different. <laughs> um, so for instance, what struck me the most when I came to India is the social rules are uh, very dissimilar. So there, um, you have to be careful if you're a woman, the way you treat other women or especially other men, or um, there's also some social hierarchies that are not in, in Spain. So you have to be very respectful, talking to bosses of people that are in a higher position. And in Spain, I could say that we are a bit more relaxed and a bit more informal in general. Okay, Miss Anna. And thank you for sharing the similarities and differences. Okay. And I never observed the youth between Spain and India. Mm -hmm. it's, it's very easy to see when, when you come from Spain, suddenly you are in India and you're like, oh, wow. Um, but it's a very uh, beautiful learning experience. I, I learned a lot about it. See, Miss Ana. And so mm -hmm. recently in Spain and Mexico, you celebrated Dia de los Muertos, also known as the Day of the Dead. Mm -hmm. So what is Spain's most important festival? Is mm -hmm. it Dia de los Muertos or La Tomantina or something else? Um, I don't, I don't know if we have one single important festival because the same thing that happened with food, we have a lot of diversity and its region has their own festival. But if I have to choose now uh, one that now that we are closer to Christmas, I will say Three Wise Men Day, uh, that is the 5th and 6th of January. That's something that we all celebrate across the country. Um, so we believe that there are three wise men that come from the Middle East and they reach Spain by camel and they leave presents to everyone. So the 5th of January, everyone goes to the streets and sees a parade uh, in which you can see the three wise men themselves. So that's very exciting. Then you go to sleep very, very early and it, you have to be very careful not to wake up during the night because otherwise the three wise men and their camels, they are going to run away. They are not going to leave you any present. And then the day after, 6th of January, you wake up very early again and very excited by um, thinking of all the presents that probably you have received. And you see, we also leave milk for the camels and water. Um, and we see if they have drunk too much or not, if they were hungry. So it's a very, very important celebration for us. See, Miss Anna, and I think it's very similar to Christmas. Like, you know, even in Christmas, they leave milk and cookies to see if Santa ate it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's similar to that. We are not 
um we don't have santa so much or like some some people celebrate it with santa as well but um three ways men those are the important presence and the important celebration but you're right that's that's similar and moving on to the last question mm-hmm. um what is one thing you think everyone everyone around the world can learn from espania um one thing i think everyone around the world can learn is the maybe way of life um but like we value um communities very much we are very welcoming as i was saying before and we in general enjoy a very high quality of life because we prioritize the things that matter to us so it's very common that even if you're very busy you still make time to meet your friends we are not so work focused sometimes so i think that's also that's a, that's a nice thing for everyone to learn that um work is very important and responsibilities and duties but don't forget to enjoy life don't forget to go outside lay under the sun meet your friends eat some delicious food that's what makes everything worth it so i think maybe that's that's my lesson see masana i agree because you know you should not be too stressed out you should take some breaks and that's it that's exactly the point okay miss ana gracias for being a part of my podcast gracias i love this all these questions were very interesting i love being here gracias miss adios adios we are at the end of the show i hope you like my interviews with people from different countries i learned so much during these discussions I have some interesting interviews coming up in all my future episodes so stay tuned until next week stay safe and jay hind from kinasity